Well, no one ain't around. I feel it fade. I think I think too much. I feel it fade. Well, ain't nobody watching. I feel it fade. I just fade away. I feel it. Fade away. officially here and we're happy to be here um and bring you guys along on our journey um we're just gonna quickly introduce ourselves obviously you guys have been following us for a while um but we wanted to just verbally let you guys know a little bit about ourselves um rule of femme and kind of introduce the topics we're gonna be talking about today um so i'll start with me if you guys don't know my voice um it's <laughs> julissa or Jalissa. um i'm one of three of rule of femme obviously and um yeah, I'm super happy to be here, and I will move on to whoever wants to go next. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Diana. I am also one of three of Rule of Five. <laughs> um, super excited to be here and super excited to, for have, to have you guys join this wonderful journey that we created, like, last year. So, yeah, well, really Two years excited. ago now. Oh, two years. Technically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was... Um, uh, that that is Ileana. That Ileana. was COVID era. Well, it still kind of is. That was COVID era, but this is Ileana. So, um, yeah. Hi, guys. I'm the last third, I guess, of Rule of Femme. And I, too, am super excited to have you guys join along this journey we've been planning for for so long. A lot of thought um, and effort has gone into it. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy the ride. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's start this. <laughs> Okay, so um, I guess we could quickly talk about how or why we named ourselves Rule of Femme, um, and then we could get into why we wish, what are we going to accomplish with this podcast? Um, so I guess, Ileana, if you want to talk about how did we come up with Rule of Femme? Yeah. So in short, um, we always had this routine of having table talks. It was me, Julie, and Diana. We would sit on the table for hours, and Rule of Femme basically became an extension of that. So although we live on, in different parts of New Jersey, we still come together, and we still want to make this um, a routine, a habit, and have you guys come into our discussions. We talk about a wide array of topics, and and we're excited to have you here. So, And I guess to... Our favorite word piggyback the off piggyback. <laughs> the piggyback oh that's Ileana's favorite word Ileana said um it's just to talk to everyone about our experiences like real life things um and you know what other people are actually scared to talk about there's a lot of times that people feel like they're hindered with expressing their emotions and their feelings and things like that so although we do know that a lot of the same people we have gained a number of followers that we've mm -hmm. never met before but they've been yeah. so open with us so we consider ourselves like a free space for people to talk about um, opinions, storytelling, and things like that. So um, on the topic of opinions, mm. um, I think we could get into our topic. 
of today, um, which is going to be trauma. Um, so if you guys have been following our rule of fun page, you've been seeing that we've been posting, you know, different testimonies. We've been posting quotes and things like that about trauma. Um, and we do encourage everyone to always share with us as our topics go along. Um, so we wanted to start today with a few subcategories of trauma and just pouring trauma from one relationship to another. And obviously relationships could be friends, family, significant other, children, etc. So it's, it's pretty broad. Um, so I guess I will turn it over to Diana to get us started with fairness. All right. So I think this is my favorite topic, um, only because I feel like everybody in the world can relate to different types of traumas, whether it's personal, whether it's, um, relationship, whether it's family oriented, oriented, whether it's sexual Mm -hmm. a lot. So it's, it's, um, I think a good topic to start off to engage with our topic. I mean, with our audience. So... I think when I was trying to brainstorm a lot of topics to talk about trauma, I think the three that I pointed out to was fairness, loyalty, and trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. So I think with fairness, how can I start this? I don't feel like you can treat someone fair Mm -hmm. or be treated fairly if you don't know what that is at all. Like, do you guys understand? Like I don't I personally do not feel like someone truly understands what it's like to be fair or to treat someone fairly when they've been treated unfairly basically like their whole life or like certain circumstances where someone asks, "Oh, why me? Why is life so unfair to me? Why has this happened to me?" And that can stem from obviously a lot of things that you know, I don't think that right now we're ready to talk about yet, but um I guess for my experience, like my fairness obviously involves a lot with the relationship i always try to be fair with my partner um but then when i feel like it's not being when i don't feel yeah exactly i literally like something inside of me that just like crumbles up and all i can do is just cry and just be like okay this relationship is not for me because of everything that i've been through regarding like my relationships that i just think that it brings me back to a point where I'm just like, okay, if this is how I deserve to be treated, then a part of me is just like, nope. And then a part of me is just like, okay, I accept this. I have to accept because it. Because you don't know any better. Because I don't know exactly, no, like, anything. I don't know any better. And I learn, as, like, as you go, as you, I guess, encounter every single relationship that you have, you try to learn as you go. You try to truly, like, soak in the positive qualities of trying to be fair. But then that inner person inside of you, you're just like, what do I do? You and freeze. at some point, you definitely become accepting of how people are treating you. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be fair in someone's eyes, but in your eyes, it's unfair and you're okay with it. So mm-hmm. it's a matter of, and we'll get into the, like, the boundaries and acceptance, yeah. but you start accepting, like, everything that is done to you, even if it's super crappy, you know because what I mean? you think that's normal. Because yeah. I don't, exactly, and, like, maybe because I don't know any better and I'm trying to learn better, but then maybe because the other person is trying to get to know me better... But how? And it's not fair. At least to me, it's not fair. And she's like, I'm sorry I'm so traumatized that I'm not allowing you to treat me how I'm supposed to, how I feel like I should be treated. Like, if I'm telling you, treat me like shit because this is how I want. No. And you know how traumatizing that is? Like, to somebody else? Like, imagine I tell my boyfriend or my girlfriend, it's like, hey, I want you to treat me like shit because that's how I think it's fair. <laughs> They're going to look at me that like I have five wild. heads. <laughs> They're going to be like, what? Like, Miss Girl, What? <laughs> No, so yeah. that's my topic on like fairness. I truly feel like I'm still something that's still something that I think I struggle with. And I'm pretty sure all of the people out there can struggle and relate to what I'm saying, too, and like still struggle with this 
even after many years of therapy or healing or trying to figure out like their journey through this definitely and Ileana what do you think regarding like being treated fair what do you what is your perspective on like what a genuine fair relationship that could be with kids with parents with siblings like what do you genuinely feel like would be fair I guess you could say Mm -hmm. between two people or multiple people I think fairness will always um it's kind of like to each their own every person would always know their version of fairness because everybody has their own individual life experiences everybody has their own individual trauma so who's to say that what i deem as fair is what you're going to deem as fair so Mm -hmm. i feel like that's where a lot of like conflict lies and and a lot of i guess dysfunction in relationships um and yeah i i don't think that it's linear oh Never I, I don't think it's linear. Never linear. So yeah. ever. Every person and situation is different. Wait, yeah. what about you, Julie? Like, what do you deem um, as fair? I feel like for me, because obviously you guys know, like, a lot of my personal trauma comes from, like, relationships and things like that. Um, I think just being fair to someone or being treated fairly is just a genuine understanding and just having that open communication with the other person and understanding what they want out of whatever it is you're in. Um, And even if you're not able to deliver to that person, let's say, you know, you're in a relationship and you're like, hey, like, I'm mentally not in a good space right now. You know, I don't think it's fair for me to take you along on my, you know, dark place or dark journey, Mm. depressive moment. But they're like, no, but like, I want to be there for you. I want to be there for Mm. you. Let me let me go through this with you. Let me help you. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, I don't think it's fair for me to put you through this. So I guess it's a level of understanding because you don't, you're really trying to not take this person with you on a dark place or mm-hmm. dark journey. Mm-hmm. But they're like, no, like, it's okay. I'm used to it. Like, I can help you. Yeah, so, like, we're no. being, I'm, Mm-mm. I'm being unfair to you because I'm allowing you to be there for me. But I'm also telling you, like, no, I don't want you to. Like, this so is that's, dark, bro. Yeah, this is me <laughs> like, being fair. Yeah. You need to, you, like, healing will only come within yourself. I exactly. mean, as much as a person is there with you. Uh, willing to endure everything with you but it's not fair yeah it's not fair for you nor is it fair for him you need to do this alone but i think that like i think like something something like that if someone were to do that for you like you're saying no i don't want you to be part of this but the other person's like yeah i think that also shows their loyalty towards you yes and that's for me that's big so like that's huge like, they want to be a part of your world. But it could also stem to being that they become as dark as I am mm-hmm. or as dark Oof. as a person is. Yes. But you touched on loyalty, so we're actually going to move into that. Where do you guys think loyalty actually stems from? Does it come from your experience with other people? Does it come from yourself, like, being a loyal person? Because you may, and again, it's all your acts of whatever it is, you may do something that's loyal or be a loyal friend or partner, but what if that person sees it different? So a lot about perspective, mm. but um, we'll let Ileana touch on this one. So I feel like loyalty starts with yourself first. Mm. And it's cliche, but everybody always says you can't love if you don't have any self-love. Mm. And I feel like that ties in perfectly with loyalty. If you don't treat yourself, if you don't put yourself at the forefront of everything from the start, how can you be a hundred percent loyal to somebody else when you're not even when your glass isn't even full? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can't neglect yourself while trying to please somebody else. 
I can agree with what you said, but I also feel like it comes from it's it comes obviously from you. But how did you learn that? And I think that comes from your family dynamic. A hundred percent. I mean, that's my opinion, at least. I don't know. I think it comes from family because, again, as you're growing up, you're learning from the persons that are taking care of you, your mom and your dad, you're or learning your mom, all your these mom or dad, your dad. from your environment. Exactly. Your so if someone teaches you the, if someone teaches you the opposite of now how to be loyal or being disrespectful or being like judgmental, being a whole bunch of negative characteristics, mm-hmm. then that's all you will know growing up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people can change. Of course, people can change. But if that's what you're deeply rooted in, then mm-hmm. how can you, you know? And that's, messed up to the other person because it's like you you're mess because you grew up like that you're messing up the other person that truly wants to be with you and yeah. trying to change you and i'm putting mm-hmm. changing quotes because i feel like that's another topic of like trying to change somebody but i i personally don't think that it i mean it, 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 it does come, come from, from you, you but it but you learn that as you go you learn that because i also think that a selfish part of you is like i want to treat someone how they treat me and I also want to be loyal to someone because I want them to be loyal to me. Mm-hmm. But how? But again, like if you're experiencing all these negative qualities growing up, whether you are abused, whether your parents leave you, whether you know you've had a horrible childhood growing up, how do you know that? You know, and then you just learn all these negative. Like it's like you're bringing on your baggage from your life to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like why would you want? Like I mean, I can't say why would you want to do that because you don't know any better. But I definitely think that it stems from your family dynamic. I feel like loyalty is one of those things that you never stop learning. You Ooh, don't. Ever. Yeah. You don't. Because you... It yeah. And I know, Eliana, you wanted to say something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like forget. loyalty <laughs> is is so broad and so, like, it's... You can't even, like, pinpoint it to a situation or a person because literally, I could, like... You know when people play around and be like, oh, like, my outfit's not loyal. Like, people use materialistic mm-hmm. things to say that materialistic things aren't loyal. Like, oh, if you have a I bad hair day, that. like, my hair is not being loyal or something mm-hmm. like oh, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, just yeah, people yeah. play around mm-hmm. like that. It may not be too common, but people say these things. But it's like, they use the they word. They throw it around. They throw it around, use it so yeah. lightly. But it's like, loyalty is really a dark and, like, deep feeling because... It's like betrayal, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, if you don't feel that same loyalty that you're giving off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just... Piggyback? No, <laughs> so not necessarily, but kind of going back to my initial point, I know that you said that loyalty, you learn it from your family dynamic growing mm-hmm. up. So <clears throat> growing up, and it wasn't until like my mid-20s that I thought I knew what loyalty was. Ooh. Growing up, I thought I knew what it was because I grew up seeing it mm-hmm. i grew up seeing my father like work for his family yeah. i grew up seeing my mom cater to everybody around her i grew up seeing all these examples of men and women in my life to the t like that is what i thought loyalty was and then somehow seeing all of this i still felt empty yeah so then that is when i realized like okay catering to all these people but not catering to yourself that, there's no point it's like, like pouring out of an empty yeah cup. so there was I, as much as i saw pouring. it around me i didn't feel like i was being fair to myself so i mm-hmm. think the the phrase that stands out at least the most to me is be careful who you are loyal to mm-hmm. you have to be a hundred percent like careful of who you are loyal to whether you know better or not like i guess intuition you know mm-hmm. it's, Trust it, your it, it's yes because you really do because People are weird. Not even weird, like... Do you guys feel like loyalty would get you killed? 
Oh yeah, oof. oof. That was literally That's- like right here, and I was gonna say that after oh, Liana, hundred percent. Oof. Literally, like absolutely. literally, that is People like a make or break agenda? deal. Like I, I think about that. I think about like the mob life. No, I know. Like, like, mob life. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, like no your games. loyalties. Yeah, yeah. Like, like seriously, like you. How have many to be times loyal. do you? Yeah, and that boom. Like, no, but it's so true. So really quick. So like, my mom has always said to me since I was little, like, you never get to know. You never get to fully know a person. Like together for God knows how long, and it's like just found out the other day that he has like a whole nother wife. Whatever the whole situation was, like, yeah, we'll get into it. I don't care. Um, but, um, yeah, like, things like that, like, it's not, like, it's nothing major now, because it's been so many years, but, like, you really never get to know a person, because, like, here's thinking, like, oh, you know, this man's been loyal to me Mm -hmm. for whatever, whatever, but it's, like, you never know somebody's secrets, somebody's intentions, and I feel like you have to be intentional with your loyalty to people. As much as you think you know somebody, you you don't. don't. And you never will. Imagine feeling that, and then trying to move on from it. Do you know how, exactly <laughs> and then you're trying to bring and then you're trying to be like okay you know maybe it's time for me to meet someone or have a companion but you're gonna be like okay well this guy he had a wife the whole time how do i know that the, the guy that i'm gonna freaking be with is gonna have another yeah. wife and that trickles down to kids Oof. Mm. and you guys know so <laughs> it's it's just like loyalty is so broad because literally it's a topic that you can't ever stop talking about because yeah. it, it just goes in so many different directions um, but I think regarding like everything with loyalty and just trauma, I think a good way to segue is to, it's definitely my phone ringing. <laughs> um, a good thing to segue into is trauma bonding. And I know Oof. Diana had mentioned this one, um, because it does include everything we already talked about, mm-hmm. you know, the fairness, the loyalty, family relationships. So how do we proceed like how do we get out of this how do people get out of this if you know they, they could be 30 35 and they're still experiencing trauma or they're still living in this dark yeah. place so where do you guys think we can go with that <clears throat> oof so this is like another one of my favorite topics the trauma bonding because i know so many people around me and like even my close families even me actually that i felt like i was like drinking like you know water like drinking trauma bonding because that's like i needed that in a way to like survive and like i think loyalty fairness and trust are all like are stem from trauma bonding but for the wrong reasons and i also feel like people tend to like condition themselves to thinking that if they provide like these positive qualities and again i'm doing this like in air quotes to their partner it will be reciprocated but again this goes back to what we talked about, how can you expect this to be reciprocated if you don't know any better? Like, seriously, like that's one thing. And it's just like, but because you don't know any better and the other person is giving you what you feel like in the way you deserve and everything that you've known, you stay. You know, we're going to have a physical altercation. Oh, yeah, but we're supposed to do that. Because why? Because we love each other. That's how we show our love. What? Arguing is healthy. Remember you that's said that? Me. <laughs> I was going to say. That, was, and that is me. That was me for a while. I think if I don't... Uh, if I remember correctly, I remember you saying that you told your partner, "Why are we fighting? Why aren't? Why are we not fighting?" Yeah, that's like, that wild. Them, like literally, I, re- I remember I told them that I was just like, "We need to fight. Like this, it's not, it's not healthy <laughs> it's that we're not, not fighting." <laughs> 
because that's all I know from like my other like relationships. Like, like every day from like the morning to the night, I'll just be like fighting, arguing, blah blah blah. And like to me, that's like, oh yeah, it's passionate. Like people say he I loves love me. Love. <laughs> <laughs> then I think about it now, and then like I tell my boyfriend that, and he's just like. Oh, you need help. And I'm like, fight me, fight I'm me. I'm like, that's why I got like Jennifer therapy at 7.30 every Wednesday. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's something that like I still struggle with till this day because it's like, if we don't have that, mm-hmm. then what do we have? Like, what is it that can define our relationship? That's my bond towards you. Or my yeah. love, la- my trauma love, language. Your love language is fighting? No, no. my, my trauma, trauma language, language is, a, is fighting. I trauma language. I think that's language. a good way to... I'm like, I don't think it. I ever heard that term, but that's yeah, so relevant. I think, I think we just, like, dubbed it. Yeah. I think, I think we just did. What do you think, guys? <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think for me, it's, again, it ties to relationships, and it's um, actually relatable to one of the testimonies that we received. Um... I think it's just looking for that validation in other people. So I know, Eliana, you, like, always felt this, like, with your parents. Like, you know, I'm never good enough or, like, I need to do more. I need to do more because my parents need to be, you know, proud of me. Mm -hmm. So I think validation really ties into trauma and the way you treat people or want people to treat you because it's, like, you look for that validation. So, like, for me, for instance, I know a lot of people can relate, like, with relationships, I know a lot of women look for that validation and love from men. And whether the guy has, you know, or women, whatever your preference is, um, whether you have, like, that person that their genuine intentions are to love you and, you know, I'm going to be there for you and this and that, like, their language is to be very kind and nice. And in the back of your mind, you're like, no, but, like, why isn't he being like this? Why isn't he showing me affection? Oh, like, all these insecurities yes. start spiraling in your head. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this person's literally just doing the best he can to be the best person for you. But in your mind, you're like, no, well, you didn't tell me my dress looks nice. Uh, you didn't compliment Judy, me on my hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's literally, it ties <laughs> into so much insecurity. And, like, you don't realize that you generally push that person away at some point mm-hmm. because you're so used to whatever that person was or like if you're a daddy's girl like your dad never told you you looked pretty so like you look for this and other people that maybe they they can't give that to you because it's not the way they grew up so you just kind of like hit a rock well you're stuck between a rock and a hard place like you don't know whether to you know get out of it and just fight your insecurities or just continue to be insecure and then just be and, like, oh, well, I could never be committed. And yourself in a deeper yeah. hole within yourself. I could never be committed because I'm I'm too ugly or, like, no one ever compliments me or no one loves me the way I want to be loved. And, yeah. like, it's, it's a whole other conversation, but. Yeah. And I think just to close out trauma bonding, a good way to put it is trying to learn a new language and perfecting every single letter, word and accent. Like, mm-hmm. getting everything down to the T. It's nearly impossible unless you put all your time and effort into grasping every single little concept yep so i think that i think that ties in trauma in general trauma bonding trauma fairness everybody has their own version of language trauma language we learned a new word today yeah we did (laughs) (laughs) trademark (laughs) Um, but everybody has their own trauma language and we just need to learn how to adapt and adjust to each other's and even like when you're and obviously like as we grow older we learn from our experiences like people always said that each relationship or every person that crosses your path path at some point 
they're there to teach you something. Like, you guys have heard that before, right? Oh, like, every mm-hmm. person has a specific experience. Yeah. So it's like, it's a matter of being open and understanding that those people who come along in your life, whether it's niece, nephew, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, whatever the case is, it's they so have their purpose. own traumas from their mm-hmm. past, you know, their relationships and things like that. So it's a domino effect when it comes to how actions and attitudes and everything just trickles down to everyone. But it's up to you to have that self-love and being able to fight back at whatever it is that's trying to, like, yep. bring you down or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. And I think as we focus love. on... So cute, I right? love that so much. <laughs> as we, you know, start thinking about other people, because obviously, like, us being the best of friends, like, we obviously care about each other's traumas we've talked mm-hmm. about it etc so oh, <laughs> i think it's important to recognize other people's traumas in order to get to know them best Ooh, um yeah. so i think now is a good time to segue maybe into what our followers were thinking of trauma yeah um, and what they said throughout the week so um i had posted up a question on instagram just a few days ago and my question was what areas of your life has your trauma affected you in and we got a couple of responses. Yeah. Um, but just to give you a few, someone said their trauma affected their sex life. Another person mm-hmm. said it affected their academics. Mm-hmm. Another person said that it affected their friendships and relationships, that they always feel like someone's trying to hurt them and that they don't belong in friend groups. And what do you guys think about that? So I guess we can tie back to like the first one with the sex life that right there i think out of like out of everything i think that's always number one um i feel like having trauma with your sex life that can stem from like a lot of things it can stem from childhood trauma it could stem from um sexual uh harassment assault it's really hard for me to talk about this. this is really weird um but I think as you grow older, and I've seen a lot of these episodes on TikTok too, where like people are even scared to like shower because a lot of their trauma has come from showers. People they are can't scared. even be like naked yeah. with themselves. Or like mm-hmm. even or in like mirrors. their kitchen or mirrors. Triggers. Ooh. There's triggers. Mirrors. Yes. The, the things that you wouldn't even think can even be a trigger, like a plant. That could probably be a trigger because there, there might have been plants around. Oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. the scenery of the environment. Yeah. Or like... A, or, your smell. Your sense of smell. Limit. Like maybe a scent will taste. remind you. Yeah. Taste. Somebody with like the scent of alcohol. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Like, oh, yeah. alcohol. Definitely. Or like parties. Like someone goes to a party and just like, oh, like, Loud you know, noise. like... Yeah, like, I know somebody who, like, is scared of, like, leaving their dorm and going to, like, a college party because something happened to them and it's just like... Or, like, them seeing, like frats or sororities or something they get like trauma they have to like run and hide yeah Yeah. and i think also more of a general topic um again i don't want to be insensitive but like i also think that because if a woman or a man can't perform their best and like the other person just like dude like you suck Mm -hmm. or like girl like you you suck Mm -hmm. it's like no yeah Yeah, what happened you look bad you're like what happened (laughs) what's up like what happened yeah but that right there i think stems from from what you said earlier insecurities yeah yeah the commentary on someone's body mm-hmm. yeah it's like oh you, you and let me tell like, you some there could be a woman who's super secure of herself like bomb body whether she's fat skinny ugly pretty like it doesn't matter and yeah. she's secure with herself all it takes is one moment mm-hmm. one word from one person male or female to make them feel like they're literally six feet under literally you will close your legs for the rest of your life or you will never put your zipper down mm-hmm. ever <laughs> 
but I think that's one thing um, that one of our followers said, and I think that sex life is definitely up there, like 100% up yeah, there. Yeah, because it, like it obviously includes in. your yeah. physical mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, I completely agree. And then I think, what, the next one was friendships and relationships? Friendships and relationships. So what do you think about that, guys? I think... And that they don't belong in any friend groups because of their trauma with relationships with these types of relationships oof i actually i have a good it's not a story but a good example on the friendships one so like growing up i felt like i it's not that you know people compare themselves to other people but like i look at iliana for example iliana has had the same friends for like 10 plus years Mm -hmm. like kathy for instance even me with you like eight plus years so like i feel like iliana's the type of person that can keep 20 yeah that you could keep friendships for like ever And, like, for me, I feel like I've moved so much in my life. Like, I've Mm -hmm. exited so many parts of my life, and I never went back to it. And I feel like friendships happened with that, too. Yeah. So, like, there's people that I knew, you know, all my childhood or even, like, teenage years. And, like, I don't talk to them ever. And here I am thinking, like, oh, they're my best friends and this and that. But it took one moment, one time for a bad argument, and that was the end of it. Or even, like, you know, I've had roommates before living on my own, and it's, like... Ileana was really the only roommate that I continued to be friends with because my roommates before that never talked to them again. Like literally since the day I moved out, never talked to them again. And I feel like it created this like negative thing in my head where it's like, damn, Julie really can't keep friendships. Like, Mm -hmm. am I a bad friend? Am I like you start questioning so much about your Mm -hmm. persona and character? And it's like, no, but like, I know I can be an a-hole sometimes. I'm fully aware of that. But I feel like sometimes. I'm a genuine and loyal friend. <laughs> she, said, she, said, she said sometimes. This isn't about me right now. Well, technically. Continue. Um, I generally feel like I had a time in my life where I didn't know how to keep a friendship. And it's like, it, it probably I was probably the problem the whole time. Or maybe I wasn't. But these are things that start mm-hmm. creating like insecurities. And like, am I loyal? Like, all these questions mm-hmm. start popping up. So I definitely feel like people do experience trauma with friendships. And just, like, it, it ties back to yourself and, like, questioning yourself. Yeah. Yeah, girl. It's very much a real thing. Um, and then just to kind of go on to the next testimony that we received, somebody also said they're academics. Yeah. And what do you, how do you feel like, well, mm. I don't want to sound insensitive, but. No. <laughs> no. Um, I guess. What's your take on that? Uh, maybe if they were like homeschooled or something. Oh, that could or be Or maybe true. they just always did bad in school. Maybe they thought they had some sort of learning disability. Yeah. And they were, it's the same thing that she said, that maybe yeah. they felt like they didn't fit into their group of friends because yep. they had like all these smart, like nerdy students in like bio class and like they could never, I don't know, finish a project on time or whatever the case is. So I guess it's a matter of feeling like you're at the level of your friends in your friend group so maybe that's kind of or like the knowledge like how am yeah. I, I, or like, like if you have a best or being friend. able to read faster than someone yeah. you know how when they call you in class like yeah. <laughs> but that was always me that, that was no like, like and when the teacher you calls you to read and like you you or, don't know how to pronounce a word or no, that a spelling bee contest oh was, that was a big insecurity no, I it ties back into insecurity yeah. maybe people generally have trauma with that because they or they're dyslexic yeah. and like yeah. They yeah. can't read properly or do a math problem properly, and they might be thirty and still can't do math. Like, yeah, it's yeah. I know people like that. Like, it's real life. Or yeah. like, for example, I, I I know someone who like their family was just like, if you don't get a three point eight GPA, then like Ooh. I am literally like disowning you. Like, you're not. I'm not paying for your college. I'm not doing yeah, that. No. Well, and my drama. family actually did something like that to me when I was like transferring. They were like, if you don't go into this school, 
I am not paying for your school. You're not doing fast. So I'm hiding the taxes. I'm hiding everything. Like what? I don't mind you guys. Be, I don't mind you being in debt for the rest of your life, unless you go to school. I mean, to, to this school of my choice. And I'm just like, but I don't want to go yeah. to that school. They put all these expectations yeah. on and you. And it's just like, but little do they know what they're actually causing inside of you. Oh yeah, because like you might. Gonna... Oh lord. <laughs> No, guys, but um, to wrap this up, I just wanted to end with this testimony that we received on our Rule of Femme page. So somebody said, I actually didn't know I had trauma until I started looking back at certain relationships from the past. Whether they were friendships or romantic, the way I dealt with those relationships are questionable now. Through Mm -hmm. them, I learned my triggers, feelings of unease, anxiety, and a constant fight or flight mode. Um, They were very prevalent within these relationships. It led me into turning into somebody I didn't like and into keeping those relationships longer than necessary. There was familiarity with that discomfort. Let that sit in for a second. Fast forward to today, I've now learned to catch myself the moment I have an inkling of anxiety or doubt with a relationship. Mm. Most importantly, I acknowledge my feelings. I give them a, a space to unravel and keep it moving no longer will I let my trauma pour into any of my relationships. That's deep. So, so I think that's an important note to take. If you take anything from today's um, episode, it's to not let your traumas pour into any of your relationships, whether romantic, friendships, work relationships. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to do it and it's harder to control yourselves. But once you start learning your tics and start learning more about yourself mm-hmm. and and what is a trigger for you and pouring into yourself before you pour into other people yes the easier it will become mm-hmm. so um we want to leave you guys with just one rule of life as we call yeah. it yeah. rule of life so, rule of life so the rule of life is, for today for today is be aware of who you pour yourself into and that's it so I like it. Cool. I love it. If you like it, it. I love it. Oh, of course. (laughs) Um, All right. So I think we could wrap this up. Yeah. Um, And definitely we encourage everyone, as we mentioned, to always reach out to us. Um, You guys follow us and just know that we're always looking for topics to relate to other people. Um, We don't like to make this a space about us, but obviously us three come from very different backgrounds. So we like to yeah. share a little bit of ourselves, too, um, to get closer to you guys. Um, but on that note, stay tuned for episode two. Obviously, we will be posting things throughout the week. And follow us at Rule of Femme with one F. Um, <laughs> and just thank you for chiming in today, yes, guys. Yes, thanks, everyone. Thank you for your time. Bye. Bye. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> it's a song. It's Hold a song. on. <laughs> I got you right now, guys. Hold on. You should have had it queued up, man. It's okay. Put that shit up. Si te vas, yo quiero saber si tú te vas, mami, cuando tú quieras. Cuando tú quieras.